series on the Bronx 107.7, Your Pet Matters, through podcast, Collaborative Vet podcast, and on YouTube, the Collaborative Vet YouTube channel. All for your listening and educational pleasure. I'd like to talk about something that inevitably we all have to go through as pet parents. It is, when is it time to say goodbye? So we talk about the whole concept, the quality of life. Um, I do have to reference one of the best sources for things like this, Lap of Love. Um, Dr. Mary Gardner, Dr. Danny McVetty founded this, co-founded this uh, wonderful service uh, to help your pets pass at home. And it's definitely nationwide, if not becoming worldwide service. And it's wonderful. They are wonderful people. So um, check them out, lapoflove.com. And there's some guidelines. And there is a quality of life assessment. A lot of times clients don't know when it's time, especially in chronic medical cases like cancer. And so it is important to have some sort of meter stick, some guide, to see what to do. My personal guide is if the pet is not having the quality of life you want for them, or if you were in their shoes, how would you feel going through what they are? So the difficulty with this is quality of life is so subjective, objective. Many factors affect objective, your viewpoints into everything, and you have a frank discussion with your veterinarian. I think that is key. And from a personal standpoint, I want to talk about the concept of waiting too long. And waiting too long can be coming to terms with making a decision. Waiting too long can be, I'm holding on to that pet for me, not for them. So your veterinarian, if they've been practicing for a little bit, not even a lot of time, they've seen it all. I've seen everything. And... My role, as is theirs, is to discuss with you the options. And it can that discussion can diverge, especially if your belief system is different. If you believe your pet is instilled good quality of life, but your veterinarian doesn't, that'll be, again, going back to a frank discussion. So, um, And everything is different. Uh, let me tell you a story that I had in my first few years as an owner. Uh, met a new client. A uh, young, wonderful young lady. She had a giant schnauzer. Beautiful dog. Four or five years old. My first first experience with this client was palpating the abdomen, feeling a mass. I then recommended, I took an x-ray to find the mass and recommended they go for an ultrasound. She returned afterwards and said, it's a non-operable mass. And this is where everyone's different. Um, she felt that everything could be done that possibly could be done. And what she did one day is she showed up. She said she has just had the best meal of her life and the best walk on the beach, and I think it's time. And she wanted her pet to go out long before that pet would suffer. And so that's a personal decision. And my role as a medical practitioner, I know we are in a a no-win scenario with the medical um, terms of this pet. So I thought it, it was a good ending. I, I always use the term good ending. Again, I, I, I adapted that from uh, uh, Mary and uh, Danny's philosophy. 
is one thing your veterinarian can do, and we get asked this quite often, is how do you deal with euthanasia? Well, it, it, I feel honored that I can bring a good ending to a pet. A good ending. Um, where it was difficult for me was I had this one client that refused to let go of her pet. Her yellow lab, wonderful, beautiful yellow lab, had a tumor that spread from the nose into the skull and actually malformed her face. It was splitting her eyes. It was spreading her eyes through. And I advocated to have a... This pet had to have been in pain. Chronic infections. I advocated. I advocated the best I could to bring a good ending. And do you know what her decision was, the owner's? She left me. She went somewhere else. And I'm never going to forget that. We don't forget things like this, but it's, it's you know... It's one of those things. So, so for you vets out there, you're going to have different experience. So families that have experienced more than one passing of a pet usually feel like they waited too long on the first and then will tend to opt earlier on making a decision. So just keep that in mind. Dying peacefully at home. I'll never forget neighborhood Christmas party. First time we're in the neighborhood. Phone call rings her neighbor. Talking to her daughter. Daughter's flipping out of the phone about the cat. Saying the cat looks like it's dying. And the response of the owner was, uh, the parent was, oh, it's just their time. It'll, it'll be okay. I asked if I could do anything and it was declined. And I can tell you that providing a good ending doesn't mean allowing them to pass at home in certain ways. There are certain ways some pets pass at home. But in a majority, a majority of the situation, having a good experience and peacefully for your pet at home is rare. And a lot of times people who opt for that, which I don't recommend, by the way, will, will stay that they witness suffering at the end. And so that, that's why I say when I provide a good ending, I'm going to prevent that suffering. Unlike, you know, the humans, right? So when there's a death at home or a peaceful death, at home, those humans are gorked up with medications and they're in there. A lot of times these pets, these pets aren't. So, so that's where home, if you want your pet to be at home for that, you know, when I, when I was uh, free enough, I would actually go and visit the homes. But there are many vets who will do that. And there is actually, like I said, the service that will come and do it. Okay. Um, it is variable whether you as pet parents want to be with your pet or not, but it is not really up to me as a veterinarian. If you want to be with your pet, you be with your pet. If you don't want to be with your pet, that's your choice. But I should not prevent you from being with your pet at the end. And the last thing I just want to talk about is anxiety. Anxiety plays a role in this. And I experienced this with my, with my own mother. My own mother was, uh, uh, she eventually passed from complications due to cardiac disease but I witnessed in her the anxious moment um, a restless moment uh, restlessness changes in behavior just constant movement etc can't settle those are the things those also happen in the pet world um, and you know those are signs that you should look at, at for a pet parent and uh observe but in the end have a frank 
candid discussion with your veterinarian. They will give you they will give you their two cents on how they feel about certain things. Um, I think any vet worth their worth their medal will definitely tell you, listen, this there's there's no going um, ahead forward that will be a good outcome for the situation. So my advice would be to do this. Um, I've had you know tons and tons of discussions over this, um, and I think it's just coming to terms with this. But my advice, this is coming from my soapbox right now, would be don't allow your pet to suffer in the end whatever you can do um, you know my role would be to help prevent that suffering so whatever you can do that's that's ultimate and you know give them the love and give them the, the peace that they've given you through their life by giving them a good ending and with that we'll take a break after these messages <laughs> <laughs> 